there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. I almost forgot to introduce myself. Yeah, we were both very distracted. <laughs> uh, how are you? Good, thanks. How well, are you? It's oh. distracting you boys, not negative organs, I hope. Burn, they're pinging everywhere. Yeah, my organs off the charts. I broke my organomizer chamber. Yeah. Got to build a new one. Before we start... Yes. Let's just thank our supporters. Yes. Patreon.com slash hypothopod. Yes, but especially Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. Our cooked $33 sponsor. And also the bloody postcards are arriving. Yeah, finally. Oh, tell you what. If you've got urgent documents to get out, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't send them from Loch Ness. Yeah. <laughs> don't send them from our remote part of Scotland in a post box that looks like it might not be emptied <laughs> that often. Turns out it wasn't. Mm. But yeah, that's good. They're starting to turn up. I was starting to really get upset about it's, that. It's a thing that people buy postcards overseas and then just send them when they're back, right? I feel and like then they get postmarked locally. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, but like, that's a slack thing that you and I do. Oh, I've never done I've never got that. I far. think proper people are supposed to send them. Yeah, no, when I buy postcards, I just bring postcards home. Right. And they just hand them to the person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you fly to their house. <laughs> I think... Uh, hey, it's Cam from Melbourne. Normal tourists mail them from the country they're in. Okay. I think it's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Uh, if or you at have... least overseas, at least away from your hometown. <laughs> uh, if you... Oh, there's post boxes at the airports, right? That's probably the best place to do it. Right. Because it doesn't have to go the three days to get to the airport to get on the airmail. Mm. It's right there. Very or, wise, Robert. Thank you. Or three months, or as th it turned three out. Three months. All right. What are we talking about? Today, we're going to be talking about orgone energy and Dr. Wilhelm Reich. And we're also going to be talking about a cheeky little talking mongoose named Gef. That's a fun one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to some Gef impersonations later are we, on. Are we Stay going tuned. with Gef or are we going with Jeff? Oh, I think they were calling him Jeff, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go with Jeff. Well, what does I, that mean? For I, just, I just thought we would get that out. out. Get out, that, out right. of the way. Let's do organs, and then we can discuss what GIF and GIF have in common. Mm. Yeah. Organs. More people uh, kill themselves in this one than I thought that we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, when a fun-sounding topic ends up with a, quite a number of suicides. Well, because they had... 
when I first looked it up, because the thing that got me onto it was Peter Brock. Right. So. Which we've talked about before, but I, it bears repeating because it's so fucking weird. Mm. Yeah. So Peter Brock was into Orgone Energy. Yeah. So yeah. the race car driver, famous yeah. race car driver. Yeah. And crystals uh, and the like. Yeah. And he had a thing in his car where there was like a weird, a weird little mysterious box. Did they mass produce this? Yes. In yeah. Holden's? Only in the, the Brock model, like Holden Special Vehicle, Brock Commodores. Yeah. Have a little chamber somewhere in the car that has a crystal in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to dissipate negative or great energy. It's supposed to help the car go faster, right? Well, I guess it's. I guess getting rid of the negative energy somehow means you're safer. You get a posy slipstream. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you can drive at once. Unfortunately for Peter Brock, they don't install them in Porsches. <laughs> Do he drive Porsche now? He's dead. Famously died. Right. <laughs> crashed a Porsche when he. My level of motorsport knowledge. Yeah. That's um, probably more. I was probably digging probably too far. I don't know if it was a Porsche. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's a nuts thing. I think yeah. it was less... With Brocky, it was less about the negative energy and more about like lining up the molecules in the fuel or whatever. Right. Um, he called it an energy polarizer. It turns out I've got it in my notes. So it's looking right at me. Yep. Um, it, he claimed it improved the performance and handling of vehicles through aligning the molecules using orgone energy. Right. So what is orgone energy? All right. Cam, you got the primer on orgones for us? Orgone energy is uh, basically, it is a sexy energy. Oh. So orgone energy is like the, some sort of life force mm-hmm. that's all, all around us in the universe. Yep. Midichlorians. Yeah, sort of. Uh, it was discovered. Well, it's something that has been around in a lot of cultures. Uh, the Hindus have got some cook name for it. The Victorians called it, you know, the ether. Yeah. Chi. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this guy, Wilhelm Reich, who was an Austrian uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, he sort of gave it the name Orgone. Um, before we continue, I just want to point out how good the name Wilhelm Reich is, particularly in 2019 looking back. Like, you look back at that guy, you're like, yeah, that guy's got to be cooked somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Combination of words right there. Well, Wilhelm Reich, he was uh, born to non-practicing Jewish parents, uh, which is a shame for him because the stuff that he came up with later, he probably, where he like was rejected by uh, Western society, right. he probably could have hocked off to the Nazis if he hadn't been <laughs> Jewish, yeah. uh, at least, you know, ancestrally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was bad luck for him. Uh, he became interested in sex from a very early age. Uh, I read some negative bios of him and some more positive bios of him that present some of these things in different lights. Mm. Uh, I think according to maybe his possibly unreliable journals, he claimed to have first had sex when he was four, which there's another word for that. It's called being abused. Uh, When he was, I think, about 11, he uh, discovered his mother having an affair with his tutor. and in one, in the more positive tellings of it, they leave out that he considered blackmailing his mother into having incestuous sex with him uh, if he wouldn't tell his father. He right. just considered it though; he didn't do it, mm. but he did tell his father, mm. right? Who beat the shit out of his mum, and she uh, killed herself shortly thereafter. Jesus, okay. which he felt responsible for, as he should have. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and shortly after that. Uh, Driven mad with grief, his dad went out and stood in a thunderstorm until he caught pneumonia and died. 
That's a fucking really niche way of killing yourself, right? Yeah. It's a slow one. Do you think he yeah. thought, I'll go out into the thunderstorm and get hit by lightning? That he ends up just getting pneumonia. Yeah. He's like, like I'm going to not- go out there and get fucking the whole force of God brought down on me and out of shame and grief and I'm just going to fucking fry on the spot. Yeah. And like five hours later, he's shivering out there. Oh my coffin. Yeah, I'm going to... Okay, well, let's take a different tact to this, yeah. shall we? It's like, this is way too early in the 20th century to be doing this sort of thing. <laughs> anyway, pretty tragic little upbringing. Yeah. Yep, glad we found some lols out of it. Yeah. He goes off to final World War One, another famously fun war. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, he sort of ends up in Vienna. Uh, he bounces around Europe a bit, but he ends up in Vienna and yep. he ends up making friends with uh, one Dr. Sigmund Freud. Right. Who uh, they share a lot of the same sort of ideas. Uh, Freud, of course. I feel like he got into the Freud stuff well before with the wanting to have incestuous, incestuous sex with his mother, right? Well, I think he was like, yeah, Freud's got to got to bang on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freud, you know, famously felt that a lot of uh, people's neuroses and problems were uh, caused by sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Reich went a little bit further. He was like, what if it wasn't just some of them? What if it was everything? Oof. You could explain why people not getting their rocks off hard enough. Freud was like, oh, it's a little too far. You know, some, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, mm-hmm. as he famously maybe did or did not say. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real quote. Uh, but uh, yeah, Reich bounced around a bit. He joined the Communist Party. He started uh, sexual politics classes for young communists. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, this is another point where histories diverge. According to like the anti-Reich people, the communists kicked him out because he was a bit too keen on uh, teens should be having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the pro-Reich people, he was uh, too, too good at teaching people how great sex was. And so all of these young communists who should have been thinking about what they can do for the party yeah. were thinking about having a party in their pants. Mm, yeah. mm. What if they're having a party in their pants for the party? Yeah. Well, Trying to make more little communists. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to... This is where I feel... That's what I feel like later on he could have sold to the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. But uh, sadly not. But uh, anyway, he's kicked out of the Communist Party. He gets kicked out of a bunch of places in Europe. He ends up in Norway where he gets kicked out again. Mm, man, even getting kicked out of Norway. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> it was a tricky one because in Norway they were like, well, we can't give him over to the Gestapo. That's a dick move. Yeah. But you've got to go. <laughs> it's the old uh, closing time scenario. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what they literally ended up doing was they were like, well, we can't deport him. Yeah. But we can make it a law that you can't practice uh, psychology or psychiatry without a license. Right. And we're not going to give you a license. <laughs> Hands up who has a license. Oh, oh sorry, Reiki. So he Get gets, town. gets kicked out of Norway. He bounced around a little bit. Uh, got to America just pretty much just before the Nazis were about to get him. Right. He, was, uh, he made enemies on both sides uh, of the European political divide. Yep. So he ends up in America. Where he uh, gets to work on mm. orgones. Orgones. So, do, I, do you want the wiki pricey of what an orgone is? Yeah, hit us with it. Uh, orgone is a pseudoscientific... There's a lot of citations to pseudo, after pseudoscientific. <laughs> There's been a lot of arguments about that. Uh, spiritual concept variously described as an esoteric energy or a hypothetical universal life force. 
Kind of like midichlorians in uh, Star Wars. That's yeah. what you already did that one. Oh, did you do that? Done yeah. that bit. That, that's cool. Leave ten, it in. Ten minutes ago. Cam's also said all of this. Oh, did you say all that? <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, yeah. really? Did I get zoned out for a part of this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I need more orgones in my life. Fucking hell. Yeah, this bloke's got a massive orgone deficiency. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we've done it. All right. So he come, he's in America and one of, the, yeah, one of the things he does is he comes up with <laughs> this idea of orgones. And uh, he starts making these organ boxes mm. or uh, organ accumulators organ is the fancy name for it. So this is a box, right? That you sit in. Yeah. With a, you put a chair in it, you sit in it and it just fucking harnesses all your organs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and no, I think it juices you up it, with It organs. bounces them back at you. So what right. it is, is a box. It's got to have alternating layers of material. Making up the box, so yep. it's going to be a mix of organic and inorganic material. Yep. So you've, I think, I think you have to have uh, like organic material on the outside. Yep. So like wood. Yep. Then a, a layer of metal. Yep. Then you can have like a layer of another. It can just be wood metal, wood metal, but you can have stuff like cotton. Yep. Clay, all well, that sort of wool stuff. Wool had to be involved in, or well, at least one of the diagrams. One also had wool. Yeah. 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 I don't think you need to have it though. Okay. Because it's based on the principle which I don't know how, how much they thought this through. Mm. It's based on the principle that organic material will bring in organs, will attract organs in, and they'll come through it. Yeah. But inorganic material like metals will repel the organs. Right. So, so the, the organs are pinging between the two really yeah. fast. But I don't quite understand how do the organs get in past that first layer of yeah. inorganic mm. material. If Osmosis. Maybe, but it's like... Orgsmosis. If you could get the organs to go through one way mm. and then they're pinging inside, I'm okay with that. But then I don't understand that why the same principle couldn't be just one layer of inorganic and organic material. Mm. But the more layers you have, apparently, the more powerful it is. Right. Do we? Is there any research into the fact that maybe it just gets really hot in the box? Come on, a hot box. There is a yeah. little bit of research into this. Right. Okay. So, but the, the thing is, uh, the idea is that the box will get filled up with organs. It accumulates them. Right. Do you they feel like warmth on your skin? <laughs> you Well, you have a sit in there and relax and you feel better. Right. And then you come out and you're all juiced up and you're ready for some massive orgasms. Uh, okay, we'll get to the orgasms in a second. So, How long do you sit in there for? Well, you can sit in there for like hours, for hours. half a day. Okay. Uh, it just sounds like sensory deprivation. Yeah, I don't know if it was like fully dark or whatever. Mm. Except you're sensing that you're sitting on a stool. Yeah, yeah. Uncomfortable in a, in sensory. In an airless room <laughs> yeah. that's way hotter than your body temperature. So, uh, Reich got Einstein to test out his box. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Einstein wanted to do like uh, temperature tests where he test whether it was, you know, if there was actually energy accumulating, mm. the idea is that it would be hotter inside the box outside but all he found was that it was slightly hotter in the box just because of the way the you know the temperature yeah would normally go if he used a lot of natural um what's that word i'm looking for fibers fibers or whatever yeah it's gonna breathe and keep a stable temperature so so einstein learned was insulations you know a thing yeah yeah so einstein eventually said there's not enough there's not enough scientific backing to this to be an actual thing right Mm. So that's where I thought he should have been like, fuck Einstein, hello, Mr. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> like, if those, you know, like the ice world people, if they could sell everything's made out of ice yeah. 
And by the way, that Jew Einstein doesn't agree. Uh, <laughs> just that was the big selling point for right. it. I feel like Wright could have been like, but he couldn't. Because they were already against him. They'd be like, hang on a second. There's another, is there another Jewish scientist involved in this? <laughs> anyway. I uh, also read that Einstein said, there's no scientific basis for this. I can't spend any more time on this. Please don't use my name <laughs> to yeah. promote this. <laughs> uh, so tell us about the orgasms. So you come out all horned up. Yeah. And then you get have great orgasms. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I thought when I heard that Einstein had tested this, I was like... Maybe Einstein didn't notice it was working because he was either too horny or he's so unhorny. Yeah. You did a... I did a poll. You did a Twitter poll. I saw this. Yeah. I said, do you think that Einstein was horny? And... Uh, th- hey, before we go down, Salty, what's your take on Einstein's horniness? See, I don't think you saw the poll. You've been busy. I didn't see the poll. I've been too busy. A simple patent clerk who changed the world of physics forever. I think he was probably too engaged in his work to really worry about it. Oh. Incorrect. Wrong. He was definitely horny. He was a thirsty AF. No, he, apparently he was on the record at thirsty AF. Right. See, I suppose bloody, what's his name? Wheelchair robot man. Stephen Hawkins. He was a famous bloody hornster. Hornster, yeah. wasn't he? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Makes actually, yeah, I've yep, I've been Einstein horny peeled. You don't rock around with here like that. Yeah. If you're not horned up. Yeah. That's because he's just fully juiced. Yeah. Just seeing his hair straight up. Yep. Because I did think if like Einstein was unhorny enough, maybe like the box wouldn't have had any effect because mm. he's just so anti-horny. But maybe he was so horny mm. that the box just couldn't do anything. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. you're already saturated with orgones, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I did look up. Uh, so I did a poll. Yep. Do you think Einstein's horny? Uh, overwhelmingly, yes, people did. Do you okay. think? Uh, you just have to look at that tongue out photo. Yeah. It was oh, all about. Yeah. Uh, there was like a thread on the David Icke forums where everybody involved in the thread had been banned from the David Icke forum subsequently. <laughs> I feel like the David Icke forums would, would undulate between like mass bannings and no, free for all. And then someone would come like, no, we can't talk about this and you're banning people. So it was a thread about uh, how Einstein had uh, had an affair with Marilyn Monroe, right? which was like based on some other celebrities' uh, biography, which I couldn't confirm whether this was true, mm. but it was like we. There was some like weird uh, people were a bit um, slut shamey of Marilyn Monroe, oh. which is weird for like decades after she died. Yeah. yeah, it's the David Icke forum though. I don't think the David Icke forum is super hashtag woke. But there were also people that were like, "Yeah, that'd be a great couple" because she secretly had an IQ of like 160, just like Einstein. Yeah. Right? That's is that like, true? I don't know if that's true either. Terrible secret it was because some jerk <laughs> on the David Icke forum knows about it. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, there was also there was some not safe for work links that were like about Einstein's sex life that I couldn't open because I was at work. Oh, do you think we could have seen his, uh, his bloody MC squared? <laughs> and there was also... Do you think his, his penis beard is all like <laughs> pointy and spiky <laughs> like his head? Definitely. I think he may have had a, an affair with uh, like his cousin. Okay. Or his niece. Ooh. Let's say cousin. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's not it's too slanderous. <laughs> yeah. She might be still alive. Anyway. Um, uh, Einstein's super horny, but uh yeah. didn't help his didn't Hall help Reich's case. Yeah, maybe he just come out and like well, man, this is just basic bitch horny shit. Yeah. I'm mm. so many levels above this. Yeah. Yeah. Once you don't start- don't associate me with this. People 
my brand is stronger than yeah. this. Once you start building these boxes into pyramids or something, maybe we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> so Reich then got into a bit of trouble. I think he'd been going around. He also started researching like cancer, yeah, which he was not qualified in any way to be looking at. Mm. He was like, look at, I think this was, he started researching cancer maybe when he was in Norway. I think that's partly why he got kicked out. Because I did see a quote, you're like, it's not a crime to look in a microscope without having any training. Mm. But they still gave him the boot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but he kept on looking at cancer and like how organs might affect cancer. He did like super dodgy studies <laughs> where he's like taking s- samples of things, of cancers and things and injecting them into other things. And it's like, n- nothing's like sterile. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't need a license to look through a microscope. However, if you're taking cancerous cells and injecting them into things, you probably want to have some sort of, I don't know, oversight. Mm. Uh, the feds got super sus about what was going on with these fucking boxes. Mm. Uh, I think he also, he was one of his other things was his therapy. He felt like uh, you all of the troubles in your mind would create like a physical armor on mm. you. And so part of his therapy did involve like full body massage. Okay. Well, oh, hang on. So physical... Full, full body? Yes. So <laughs> Full nude massage. Full... So your, your mind, you've got terrible things in your mind. Yeah. Uh, and then you create some armour. Yeah. But that's not a good armour. It's a bad armour. No, it's creating, you know, like stiff muscles and things. Uh, okay. Because when you said armour, I'm like, well, I thought he was going to, his therapy would be just giving people more problems. <laughs> then like, if, oh, I got jacked off by some psychologist. I guess it was, yeah. yeah but man, my armour. I guess he was giving them more problems. I'm ready for anything now. <laughs> so, uh, there was that. I think he might have been talking up what the boxes could do, maybe mm. re-curing uh, cancer, etc. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and he was... Basically, they just injuncted him. They said, you've got to stop saying that your boxes cure cancer, which he refused to do. Right. So they put him in jail. He also, at some point, he was like thrown into like wartime internment camp. Right. Because there was a guy called William Reich, who was a communist. (laughs) But they threw him in with all the the fash. Right. Like the American Nazis. Mm. And he's like, this ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but my name's Reich. <laughs> I should be all right. Yeah. You guys want to have some good orgasms? I can help. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was I think that was like the end of the boxes, mm. sort of. But he did go on to do other things, for example, inspiring Kate Bush. Mm. Yeah. So one of the other things that orgones can be used for apparently is creating machines that blast clouds out of the sky. Mm. Yeah, that seems blast weird. them or bust them. Bust them. That seemed weird. Like. Okay, we've got this the horny box. Yep. Cool. That's one track. I'm okay with that. Yep. But then leaping to taking that horny box outside and making it a gun. Yeah. And then blasting. He's separating his audience too yeah, much. Yeah. Stick it's, to making horny boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Or make a horny gun. A horny yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk up to someone and go, ooh. Isn't that the plot to the first South Park creators movie? Orgasmatron or whatever it is? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that for a long time. <coughs> But um, yeah, so he made this this cloudbuster machine that you could shoot at the clouds, and I guess Dissipate. broke them up or we, we made it draw. rain or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which worked? Don't know. I didn't. It works in the Kate Bush music video. 
There was I read about like one time that he did it and right. it worked. Like well, he did it and then it rained that night. Right. That's like you might have just gotten lucky. Yeah. You know, like you could do that any day in Melbourne at the moment, probably. Hello. Yeah. yeah. You know what else you can do in Melbourne? What's that? Enjoy a little coffee down a laneway. Oh, you can. Melbourne and yeah. mad for it. Mm. But if black, you, or if, not. No. You guys are. No, this is blue. It's very black blue. Yes. Yeah. Navy. Um, but yeah, if you went outside and waggled your dick at the clouds and it rained later tonight, you couldn't say your dick was like a rain machine. Just to clarify, he wasn't waggling his, his dinger at the clouds. Don't well, do that. No, he was waggling his Do it big, if no one can see into a yard. He was waggling his big, massive orgone gun, which is <laughs> basically his dinger, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. Uh, but anyway, in his son wrote a memoir about his time as a child with his father. Living in Organon. There. Living in Organon, which was the house and lab and the HQ of orgones. And uh, someone gave the book to Kate Bush at some point and she read it and was like... Holy crap. I'm going to write a song about this. So Kate Bush's song Cloudbuster is about Reich and Orgones. There you go. Um, it reminds me of the time that uh, someone gave you that uh, notebook of like crazy ramblings at a gig. Oh, yeah. At the Dream Theater show. Mm. To give to Dream Theater. Yeah. And it's like... Like, I don't know if I should. You should have given it to them so they'd write a song about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did give it to one of the band members, but I think he just kind of looked at it and went, Ugh, <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it. Um, but I'm um, also uh, on the popular music track, another little band you might know called Hawkwind. Well, I was going to go with Devo. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hawkwind are way bigger than Devo, right? No, I'm kidding. I knew you were going to say Devo. Yeah. Well, Hawkwind were in on it as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Devo's red. Energy domes they wore on their head were to harness orgones. Um, do you want to hear uh, the the main Devo guys? What's his name again? Mr. Devo. Mr. Devo. Mr. Johnny Devo. Devo. Uh, he sent an email about it, or he, he was quoted about it. He said, um, "We did the weird, the red energy dome, which was useful. Besides being an icon, it was a useful icon. You probably know this very well, but uh, your orgone energy goes out through the top of your head and it dissipates out the top. But if you wear an energy dome, it recycles that energy." It comes back down and showers showers back down on you. And among other things, you remain manly, shall oh. we say, for maybe another 150 years of your life, probably. I think that's a safe prediction to say that energy domes, if you wore them constantly night and day, which I don't do, but there are people out there that do. Not too many of them, but there are some. You'd be super manly for 150 years. Yeah. So you'd just be like a corpse with a massive bone going on. <laughs> In a box. In a box. Well, well imagine if you bloody... Coffin was an organ box. Do you think uh, is your is your your, li- your indicator of manliness the massive bone? <laughs> You'd be a corpse. That's what he's getting at, though, right? Well, it's probably implied. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kurt Cobain also got a little organed up. Really? Right. Yeah. He, so um, William Burroughs had an organ accumulator. <laughs> right. Yep. And uh, Kurt Cobain went out and visited him right. and uh, jumped in the box for a bit. Right. Then he really bloody let the organs out the top of his head, didn't he? <laughs> Got him. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, do you want to hear the Hawkwind lyrics? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I was reading these. By uh, the way, that Hawkwind song is a fucking banger. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've seen Hawkwind live. To the Cape Have Bush you? Show. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Basically, um, they started off and they're like, they started off plugging their merch and their CDs. We've got CDs in the merch tent. Everyone can buy a CD after the show. 
we are the masters of space and time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The lyrics are, I've got an orgone accumulator and it makes me feel greater. I'll see you sometimes later when I'm through with my accumulator. It's no social integrator. It's a one man isolator. It's a back brain stimulator. It's a cerebral vibrator. But an orgone accumulator is a Superman creator. Whoa. I listen to a lot of hip hop, and a lot of times people pull out hip hop lyrics and, like, you know, look at these stupid hip hop lyrics. Listen to what the kids are listening to. How come no one ever pulls out Hawkwind and says, this is ridiculous? All right. I will say in defense of Hawkwind that that's wrapped in like a 10 minute sort of proggy rock song. Yeah. (laughs) That's really epic. But I will say on the other hand that like the cadence of it is like exactly the same as Urban Gorilla by Hawkwind. Okay. (laughs) I'm an urban gorilla. I've got bombs in my cellar. (laughs) Um, Ozzy Osbourne. No, not Ozzy Osbourne. The other guy. Lemmy. Yeah. He was in Hawkwind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they kicked him out because he did too much LSD. They left him at a gas station. Nice. <laughs> no, he did too much speed. And they were like, you right. should do more LSD. We're leaving you at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Jack Kerouac talks about it in On the Road as well. Right. Yeah, Ginsberg and mm. him were into it. On the Road? Oh, yeah. yeah. Read like a page of it when I was overseas. I was like, I'll buy this while I'm overseas traveling and I'll have like a one of those great travel... Experiences yeah, reading yeah. this book about yeah. traveling across the country. I read about a page and I was like, meh. You're in the wrong country. <laughs> yeah. I got super into Jack Kerouac. Obviously, I did when I was a, a late teen. Um, I seem to recall you being quite into Kerouac later than teen. No, I'm burned on him. He, uh, he's a deadbeat dad, Kerouac. Yeah. That's my take on Jack Kerouac. Yeah. Right. But yeah, they do jump into the box in on the road. Yeah. Well, it says there's a movie in 2012. I don't remember that movie. Do you remember a movie? The On the Road movie? Mm. Uh, vaguely. Mm. Anyway. How about those days when bands could just drive around and like fire musicians and just leave them on the side of the road? Because <laughs> <laughs> that happened to Dave Mustaine as well when he was in Metallica. Right. They were just like, fuck, you're too drunk, you're too fucked. Out you get. And they just kept going on tour. <laughs> but imagine the poor attendant at the gas station <laughs> when Lemmy's... <laughs> Load up on speed and then Did that happen with like the misfits over I don't know, <laughs> like buy they only had enough money left for a hamburger or something? Right. Anyway. <laughs> um so for those of you wanting to get some organite, yep. which mm-hmm. is a special crystal combination, you can buy it. Even though to make the fucking box you can just use sheet metal and plasterwood from Bunnings. Yeah. So, what is Organite though? So Organite, um, you can if you look online, you can see like cool pyramids. It's the big one in the shape of the, the energy dome, yeah. the power dome things. Um, and there's different shapes. You can get a Organite keyring. Okay. I was actually going to go buy one. There's a shop in Carlton that has them. Mm. But it was $34. And I was like, oof. And is that one specific stone or is it a... No. It basically, you get some crystals. Yeah. You get some copper. Yeah. You get some metal shavings. Yeah. If, uh, one guy I saw, because like, if you just go down to any workshop, they've got a ton of them. I'd be happy to give them to you. Yeah. Um, Don't tell them what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was like digging through with his beer hand. I'm like, I feel like you're going to get a, a stuck by some metal shavings, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy that doesn't have his tetanus up to date. No. <laughs> uh, and then fiberglass, like whatever liquid fiberglassy stuff. Uh, like resin. Like, yep. Yeah. And then these people... A lot of people were using uh, muffin tins. Yeah. And you just bung it all with the muffin tins from crystals and then pour all the, the resin. Yeah. And then you pop it out and you've got a bloody orgone. Right. Um, 
and I saw one guy. Uh, I don't think I wrote down his name, but he is Tasmanian, but lives in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about orgone blasters, where you put orgone into a water pistol, right? Organite into a water pistol and shoot it, and then you repel demons with it. But there's a twist. Oh, it doesn't actually repel demons. It encourages them towards you. Oh. What's so, the point of it? So if I'm like, haha, well, Robo, so I'm going to get you spray with my orgone blast, so demons will get you? Demons are going to get you. Because you you're attracting them. Oh, so wait, is it to make demons go after other people? No, he didn't actually talk about the repercussions of getting this guy the, was, the organo. This guy's anti-demon, right? He's anti-demon. He's right. uh, very religious. But um, why was he advocating making these guns? So he thinks you go... He was, <laughs> he was saying them. that you, you could have these guns oh. and he was into them at the time, at one time and then he realised oh. that he was attracting demons. Because he thought he was just getting horned up yeah. with, the, with the organ water. Well, didn't you yeah. say he, he said they repelled demons? Yeah. That's what he thought at first. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting confused. all these posy vibes. Right, from I'm going to fucking repel the shit out of these demons. Yeah. But then suddenly he realised, wait, no, now they're coming for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's also got a SoundCloud. You can check him out. Uh, I don't think I wrote down his name. Anyway... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll link it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but he does a song. He does some country music songs. Yeah. Uh, one's about what if a Queenslander uh, ends up in heaven. Uh, How would you know the body difference? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, I actually wrote it down somewhere. Uh, Soul Winners. Soul Winners is his SoundCloud name. Right. Um, it's called Hey Mate. I won't play it. Maybe I'll put it at the end of this. I don't think it's probably copyrighted. No, don't put it there. Okay. Put it up for the Patreon listeners. Yeah. Um, but basically, hey, mate, uh, it's pretty good here, eh? It's what the Queenslanders say when they get to heaven. Yeah. So if you fuck around for all going too much, you're never going to be a Queenslander in heaven. Fair enough. Uh, I watched a few YouTube videos about all going as well. Uh, there was one where someone was doing the same thing, like making a pyramid right. with like metal shaving things. But I just read like... I. Th- didn't quite know if this is what I read, but like the William Burroughs's organ box, he had like the main box he got into, and then it sounded a lot like he had another little box inside the box for just uh, slotting, dropping his junk into, <laughs> slotting your junk into. Was it popping out the other side, a la a glory hole, or was it contained? No, I think it was contained in okay. ins- inside the crystals. But I was like, when they were made, I just read that. And then I read, I watched this video. There's a guy putting all these metal shavings into this <laughs> plastic pyramid. I was like, "Don't put your dinger in there." <laughs> I also watched this video of this woman who did like a lemon experiment to show the power of like this orgone uh, healing pad that she had. So this isn't even a box. This is just like some sort of triangle, mm. flat triangle that you put on a table. And she had two lemons. And she wrote A and B on them. And she put one next to it and put one on top of it. And like a, two weeks later, uh, they both weren't looking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one that hadn't been on it looked worse. Okay. And then like two months later, she comes back to it. And the one that had been on it, like they both looked really bad. Yeah. But the one that wasn't on it definitely looked a lot worse. Whoa. I was like, maybe it's just because sitting on the table. Give me many variables. There's this experiment. A lot, of, a lot of things going on here. Um, I'm just looking at some pictures of some organites. Yeah. I could make one of these. Yeah, there's many how-tos. We just told you. Yeah. Do you zone out for that? No. Oh, I'm just, oh, salty zoning out. Now, just put a, pri- put I'm a just primer on what organ is. Do you mm. guys remember that? 
you can. Um, on one of the videos, this person was selling Orgone, Organite. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a comment about like, hey, maybe you shouldn't sell it. You should just give it away. Um, not, giving, not just yeah. giving away crystals. Maybe you should go fuck yourself and I, say that. This person just spent five, she said, oh no, just spent five years ago. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, she's made roughly a thousand pieces and given most out in the middle of um, in the middle of making about oh she needs some punctuation mm. about the same right now. My take on it is everyone has a karmic debut. I think she means debt. Yep. Giving organite as well is a great way of maybe balancing that out. And I'm not saying because your pieces are very nice. Keep up the great work. Your video is put together very nicely. So you can do a lot of bad shit as long as you give away crystals. Yeah. 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 It's good to know. Yeah. Especially for you. Jess has given away 2,000 crystals. She could probably murder someone by now, right? Yeah. Maybe I could take one of those little stone hand rocks I got, mm. put it into a little organite pyramid. Double charged. Fucking charged up with the hinge mm. and the bloody organs. That's, I don't want to be near you when you put that together. Whew. Do it. Yeah. You should live stream it. Yeah. And Don't live stream the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Why? Oh, well. when, he, when he sticks his dinger in it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't live stream that. Especially afterwards when I've just got massive bone going on. <laughs> Your manly bone. <laughs> My manly bone. Where do we land on? Unless uh, you want to see it, then you can pay me money and I'll show you my manly bone. Anyway, what's the matter about that for better? <laughs> uh, where do we land on all going? Yeah. Uh, the, I think even the basic thing doesn't make sense. The the organ energy that's supposed to bounce off things and go through other things. Yes. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's about as... Realistic sounding as the force. Yeah. Good call by uh, Freud. Good yeah. call by Einstein. Yeah. Uh, although I did see there was one person that like the FDA or the FBI or someone questioned about it. It was like a professor who was like, seemed to be fully into orgone. And then he was like, they said, are you really into this? And he's like, no, but you know, keeps me missus quiet for right. like four hours. I was going to say, I bet you it's because of his missus. Yeah. He's like, just put the missus in there for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jeez. that's that's terrible. It's but you gotta respect his hustle. Yeah. Hey. You gotta respect his misogynist hustle. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Or a non existent wife for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh when when we, this was first put up on the on our group chat as a possible topic, I legit thought that it was just a made up thing from Peep Show. Yeah, so this is on the television show Peep Show? Yeah. Yep. Mark and uh Jeremy and Superhands join a cult, which mm. is all about orgones. <laughs> and yeah, when you posted it, when Cam posted it on our group chat, I was like, ha ha, Cam's been watching Peep Show. <laughs> no, it's a real thing. Okay, there you go. But uh, it's also not a real thing. But it's also thing. on Peep Show. <laughs> but it's also, yeah. Um, it has, I guess, influenced a lot of pop culture. Mm. Devo Power Domes, Peep Show. Kate Bush. Kate Bush, Hawkwind, Jack Kerouac. Peter Brock. Peter Brock. See, Utah Saints sampled that Kate Bush song in their song. The Utah Saints. So it's, uh, something good. Okay, is the name of that song. And that the song that song is the one where they just go Utah Saints. Utah right? Saints. Yeah. U, 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 Utah Saints. And then it has a sample from the Kate Bush song. So I mentioned this on a chat. I was thinking about that song mm. as I was crossing the road today. See, and then all our organs are connected, mate. Wow. I feel like we've started wrapping up, but we got distracted before from like the final stage of Wilhelm Reich's life, hmm. which was after the cloud busting right. and the. Uh, like the way the organs played into that, he also got massively UFO cooked. Oh, hey, nice! Because uh, like there were organs attracting Aliens. UFOs, and he he there were a lot of like things where he said he 
when they were doing like their cloud busting, mm. he spotted UFOs. They were probably hiding behind the clouds. And he's like, <laughs> bzz, bzz, and they go, ah, and they like run <laughs> off. So I was listening to like a, a Reich apologist or like a Reich fan mm-hmm. who was- A Reichy? Yeah, a Reichy. A Reicher. Who was talking about like Reich very positively. And he was like, you know, a lot of people said he was crazy because yep. of the UFO thing. But then I was like, you're into the UFO thing too, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he sounded so sensible though. It almost pilled me. Oh. He sounded like a sensible enough dude. So the idea of them attracting UFOs, um, was he, Was he? do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think he was not so keen on the UFOs. Because that's the conclusion that bloody Sound or Soul Willow or whatever his name is came to as well. Mm. Right. And UFOs, sometimes Christians say that aliens are demons. Mm. There you go. Right. So the demons that his water gun is attracting is actually aliens. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. Shall we take a break? Definitely. And talk yeah. about a talking mongoose. I'm a freak. I have hands and I have feet, and if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. Do you hear that coming out of your walls, Robert? Uh, could be coming out of my walls. Imagine that coming out of your walls. Cam, I'm somewhat disappointed um, because you do some pretty regular voices that sound quite similar to that, but not that. Mm. The Jeff the Mongoose voice that is allegedly recorded. Sounds a lot like all your other voices. <laughs> I'm a mongoose. <laughs> like you do that voice really well. It's like when I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's one of Cam's voices. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do a bit with that voice. He got it wrong. Sorry. Do it. Do do it. I I didn't actually listen to the recordings. Oh, there's recordings of Jeff the mongoose. Yeah, it sounds like a bloke doing a squeaky little <laughs> girl voice. It sounds like a definitely like a British. Um, bad puppet show or something. Yeah. Ooh, it's a bit silly. Ooh, the mongoose. <laughs> but isn't it... So it sounds like a bloke doing a little girl's voice. Yeah. But isn't it supposed to be a little girl doing a mongoose voice? Wow. Wow, that's half the conspiracy, let's, isn't it? Let's right. start with the, from the start. Let's talk about Jeff the bloody mongoose. So family... Well, was it a whole family or just the dad and his daughter? Whole family. Whole family. Mum was, mum was in all. They lived in... Or a victim of it. Yeah. Um, spelled G-E-F, by the way. Yeah. Hence the confusion at the start. But the pronunciation in brackets is J, right? Yeah. Um, where do they live again? Dalby. Dalby, Dalby right. on the Isle of Man. Isle of Man. Where they have that motorbike race. They do. It's just happened, I think. Just finished. Right. How many people died? No idea. Mm. It's the level of my knowledge on the Isle of Man race. Yeah. Dangerous. Mm. Yeah. There's a doco about it. It's fucking insane. Not anything to do with what we're talking about. Um... Unless. So they, I'm like, well, yeah, unless Ooh. it's the, maybe it's the, I oh know, it's too old to be the ghost of a motorbike rider. Right? Yeah. It was from years <laughs> ago. Um, so the family uh, living in this house. Mm-hmm. Off they, to a bad start. Yep. Should have been living in a hut. The, well, it looks like a bit of a hut, actually. It's a little old house. They start hearing a voice, a disembodied voice coming from within their walls, saying weird stuff to them. Mm, stuff like, like what Cam just said. Yeah. I'm a yeah, a lot of things. I've got hands and I've got feet. Yeah, 
I couldn't like, really make out any of the recordings of what it said. It was over music or something, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> it was creepy as fuck. Yeah, but I, I couldn't, think I couldn't really creepy. make out anything it was saying. Um, uh, maybe what, the way the video was put together, I was just like, yeah, this is a bit fucking eerie. Mm. So yeah, this mongoose uh, became a bit of a celebrity. Did they they didn't know it was the mongoose first though, right? Uh, no, told, I think he just told them. He was it a told mongoose. them. Yeah. He told them he was an extra clever mongoose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Born in India, which is where mongoose. Uh, sorry, the plural mongoose. Mons goose. Uh, born. Mons geese. Mons geese. But apparently, some were brought to the Isle of Man to like kill rodents or something. Yeah, right. Right. So you think there's some truth to this? Uh, no, I definitely don't. <laughs> Um, the family reported seeing it as well, right? Because yeah, they, they glimpses, had done no drawings. There was photos of it. Yeah. I saw one photo of it and, and it was supposed to be the most convincing one. Uh, it looked like cats to me. Yeah. A blob of something. Was yeah. there a snake problem? Like, did they have less snakes yeah. after the mongoose showed up? I don't think they did. But well, they I definitely had zero king cobras. So yeah. maybe mm. success. Yeah. There you go. But they also had spooky mongoose. Yeah. So they started. The first thing they started hearing was talking in the walls. Yeah, yeah. talking and scampering and stuff. Yeah, and then they noticed like one of the videos I, I saw. Um, they'd leave the fire going, which they did regularly, and he would like go put it out for yeah. them. It was like that's not safe, guys. Yeah, this is how yeah. fires start. Yeah, it's supposed to be helpful, right? Like if if someone was coming to the house that they didn't recognize, the mongoose would tell them. Yeah, yeah. If they left the stove on, it would turn the stove off, and it would explore the. Um, Explore the island, telling coming back and telling the the daughter what's happening around the island. Oh, the hot right. goss, yeah. the tea. Yeah. Oh, this is Bill the tea, uh, yeah. bloody Jeff. Um, so one thing I did, did notice before we go too far, um, the you know how Wikipedia, uh, go from when, the top to the bottom. Yep, yeah. and when yeah. you get near the bottom, say oh. if you're watching if it's a movie or a book or a, a music thing, yeah, it says critical reception, yeah, and tells you all the reviews and stuff, yeah. For some reason, the Jeff the Mongoose page has a critical reception. Right. Oh, how was Jeff received by the critics? Um, unfavorably, I think. Most people didn't think he was real. <laughs> That's as tough a review as you can get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it lasted about just over a decade. Uh, the dad died. I, don't, I can't remember how he died. Then they moved away and... Um, they said by the time they moved away, it had kind of stopped. Mm. He would go go away for longer and longer. It's like after ten years. Yeah. So the, we're assuming. So are we assuming in this story there's, there's an actual mongoose, or is it just a poltergeist? Uh, we're just, I'm assuming poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most logical. So after ten years, it sort of makes sense that the poltergeist would have less Didn't power he, over a young teenage girl. Did, did, Jeff, he, did Jeff not say also that he was an earthbound spirit? Uh, yeah, that? he did. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's funny you say that, Cam. I was reading an article on Fate Mag, which tracked down the the daughter years after. Mm. Um, she didn't want her location to be known because, like, she was mercilessly te- mercilessly teased as a kid for being yeah. the mongoose girl. Um, but this article on Fate Mag did say point out the fact that poltergeists would be occurring at the time she was about eleven. Mm. Uh, she was becoming a young woman. Yes. Yep. Um, she still believes it was. She still believes it was uh, real. Mm-hmm. She dead now, right? Yeah. So a lot of the um, a lot of the people were saying that she was a good ventriloquist. She was interested in ventriloquism as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the kids at school were like, "Yeah, she can throw her voice really well." But then I, I was listening to something. 
throwing your voice doesn't actually mean you go a noise comes out way over there. Though. That's <laughs> just like physically and completely well, universally impossible. I, I was reading something and, I, 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 and then I was like, wait, throwing your voice, it's not a thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's not at all. It's just a term for ventriloquism, right? Yeah, Where yeah. you can make it look like a dummy right next to your head is talking. And so people get an optical illusion. Yeah. Um, and she was like, if I was that good at ventriloquism that I could fool people like of the press coming around, I would um, I would have made a career out of it, but I've worked in a factory all my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although, you know, maybe she's just got teased too hard for a ventriloquism as a child and it put her off it for life. Yeah, just maybe. like Wilhelm Reich, you know, Teased too hard for being a massive horn dog all throughout his childhood, and went along with that. Okay, didn't realize this is the William Rack apology hour. No, but that was that, that was one of his things. You know, stuff in your childhood like carries through yeah. your life. It's like he's that, and he was like, he's like me, mm. and like the mongoose girl. Yeah, yeah. So, but if if she's being teased about it and she's on doing it, she can just stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wouldn't the teasing finish? And then couldn't she like pivot into being a fun ventriloquist? Well, okay, I guess to step it back, a lot of people just assumed it was the daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was best friends with the daughter. The daughter was the one... I think the daughter was one time caught making noises like to try and trick investigators that were visiting. Yeah, she might have been practicing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so most, most theories are that it was the daughter. Yeah. But... And the critical reception is of the daughter. Wouldn't that pull you off being a professional ventriloquist if, like, if all of your reviews were so negative? Yeah, fair. That's yeah, fair. could she have been that great at throwing her voice if everyone was just like, "It's the daughter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's also uh, theories that it was the dad who, after he died, it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, some people. One article I, I read was saying because um, it. it he was often described as being really well dressed and quite educated, mm. and they're like he's living in the Isle of Man. What the hell is he doing there? Uh, and so, someone in this article I read said, uh, in his own way, Irving was much as a, much of an anachronism as Jeff. He was well educated, always neatly dressed, um, a farmer, and a farmer whose hands remained cleaned and uncalloused. <laughs> which I don't know what they're trying to insinuate there. It's not working very hard. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Irving, four years younger. Bore some resemblance to Queen's, to Queen Mary, and Vori, their twelve-year-old daughter, was quite a serious child given to wandering alone on the moors. It was said she could sneak up behind a rabbit and kill it with a club, while her dog Mona held the rabbit's attention by mesmerism. Whoa! That paragraph ended a lot darker than I anticipated. Mm. Um, so they did find samples as well, uh, like hair samples and footprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all the dog yep. when they were tested. Um, footprints. You say footprints just then? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't think a mongoose footprints looks like a dog's footprints either. No, no. Because someone from the natural the natural history museum looked at the footprints and was like, "Not a mongoose. Mm, don't, a little, what, don't really know what it is. Maybe a dog. Bit doggy." But when they tested the hair, though, they were like, "That's oh. a dog." Yeah. Um, this other article, the one that tracked her down, uh, basically said it was they believe it was the father who's had a personality split. Um, The shock of being a lifelong failure split off part of Irvine's personality, which contrived the animal in order to fill his time. Build his ego, um, in other words, feed the mental starvation from which he suffered in the wilderness of the isle. Fair enough. Uh, There's a psychologist that I think that um, this is the conclusion they came to after uh, 
meeting them. Uh, the psychologist pointed out that many similarities between Jeff's personality and Irving's, both were dicta- dictatorial. Mm-hmm. How do you say that? Dictatorial. Dictatorial. Mm-hmm. When crossed, and both were overly possessive of Vori. Finally, the little animal served to bring outsiders to the, the village and to attract attention to a man uh, who could not have been satisfied with the intellectual caliber of his farmhouse neighbors. Oh, geez, it's a bit rough on these kids, though. Like yeah. the rest of his family. Uh, you're all too dumb for me. Yeah. Bring me some gullible journalists. You're all stupid. Yeah. Now I'm going to pretend to be a mongoose and try yeah. and trick everyone. But didn't like the people who came to investigate it and stay there like never heard it? Oh, really? Yeah. I okay. read that some, some people came to study the place, were there for like a week. Nothing. Right. I like that he's like he's not stimulated by the Isle of Men people mm. who are all thickies. Mm. But like the only people that are going to come and check out the talking mongoose are not going to be, you know, the brightest bulbs either. No. Although they, they did bring like parapsychologists and things and mm. paranormal investigators. But again, what I just said. In 1935 mm. and between then and 1946, in England, mm. how are you getting that many parapsychologists and investigators there? There's a lot of other things happening. Yeah, shouldn't they be out looking for, like, Nazi yeah. magic? <laughs> um, Why were they not pressed into service? Yeah. <laughs> We've got a spear of Longinus to find, boys. And, Wait, there's a talking mongoose. And how do you find them? Like, they didn't have the internet then. Mm. I think it was just in the newspaper. Yeah, and then someone's like, oh, shit, we should go check that yeah, out. Down at, like, the Temple of Set or whatever, they've got the newspaper <laughs> clippings. Um Maybe they were like, we don't know. Like, we've got to check out the mongoose. Firstly, we don't want a fucking Nazi mongoose on our hands. Well, yeah, yeah if, that's fair. If the crowds get to him first. But who knows what a talking mongoose could do against the bloody Kaiser. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fair, yeah. Sneak into the bunker and whisper yeah. little things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'm just a silly little mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? like, fuck. <laughs> um, I also watched a video of... Um, uh, one of those kind of, you know, conspiracy voiceover videos. Not robot voice, but just like young, young, like a teen or young adult voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person started off saying this was indeed a very strange and real creepy true story. <laughs> uh, I think the word true is doing a lot of, um, a lot of work there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it all began in the legendary location, the Isle of Man. Mm, very legendary. And he, he says it so mysteriously, like, right. the Isle of Man. Like... It might be mythical somehow, and he just, he just hasn't Googled it. What was the legend of the Isle of Man? Well, there were a lot of like, you know, being that in England, there's a yeah. lot of pagan and stuff. There were some witches apparently in the Isle of Man, mm. um, but no more than the rest of England. Yeah. Uh, then he also said, he mentioned the investigators caught uh, her making noises, but stories like these, even if they are hoaxes, always make us wonder and imagine. It's true. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Young, what would it be like? Teen. What would it be like if there was a talking mongoose? Who's to say? Uh, they had to sell the house. Yeah, which I don't think they could get a lot of money for because uh, everyone yeah. thought it was haunted. They sold it at a loss. Yeah, and then the guy who bought it immediately shot a shot, shot a mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think this was a setup. Yeah. So <laughs> the mongoose that that everyone knew and loved with Jeff was yellow. Mm. Was said to be yellow, uh, and the mongoose that the new bloke shot was black. Yeah, but I think he just he's just like I'm going to make a ton of profit on this. Yeah, yeah. If people see the mongoose is gone, yeah, uh, I can flip this house. Yeah, it's the easiest house renovation you can ever do. 
shooting a mongoose. Yeah. So, Jeff the mongoose. <laughs> just, where did you come across this one? I was just looking at 40 and things. Oh, man. I'm, you know, we've done a lot of... What's this episode? 102? Maybe. We've done a lot of episodes. We haven't helped ourselves by doing like two things an episode either. So we're starting to run out of things? Well, I got up to... One of the things I was looking at was like, there's all these haunted bridges in the United States. Yeah. Where... And I was like, haunted bridge? Fantastic. And like a, a series of them. Mm, and mm. you know what they all have in common? Is that uh, dogs throw themselves their deaths off them. Whoa. That's how you know it's haunted. Because they're like dog suicide points. And I don't know about if you know this about dogs, but you know they're generally pretty happy creatures. Yeah, They're not prone to the human folly of taking one's own life. Mm. And it's because all of these bridges have in common that they're like too high. They've got a bit that's too high for a dog to see over. So it thinks that, uh, but like, it's low enough for them to jump over. Mm. So they think it's just the same amount of ground on the other side. Mm. So all these dogs are like happy-go-lucky jumping over to their deaths. This is like the dregs that we're down to in like 40 and things after doing (laughs) spontaneous human combustion. Sorry, sorry, listeners, use uh, Into the Dreg Years. (laughs) Which which we just talk about dogs killing themselves. It was 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 suicidal dogs or it was a talking mongoose. I wanted to make a joke about... Uh, the one thing they had in common was the rivers were full of bones. <laughs> but then it's just like, well, they're all dying and it's tragic. So yeah. I still made the joke, pretended like I was sensitive enough to not make it. Yeah. No, we've got heaps of stuff. We yeah. just need to spring for the um, the more expensive slack so it doesn't delete all the topic ideas. Yeah. So the Isle of Man does have a lot of myth, legend and folklore attached to it. Ooh, mm. tell us more. Um, we, we still need 15 minutes to pad out. Yeah. <laughs> so the Isle of Man... Is eponymous after Mananan Macalea, a mm-hmm. Celtic sea god. According to an old Irish lexicon, a further tidbit of Manx mythology provides that Mananan, who was the first man of man, rolled on three legs like a wheel through the mist. Ooh. You've seen that thing with three legs? That no. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a fidget spinner. Yeah, like a fidget spinner. Uh, there's a ballad called Mananam Beg Mac Illyria in Slain Kutni Je Elan Vanin. Sure. Which is the little Manan, son of Lalia, or an account of the Isle of Man from 1507. States that the Isle of Man was once under the rule of Manan, who used to impose a token tax from the island folk until St. Patrick came and banished the heathen. That doesn't sound like a myth, it just sounds like a fucking prick that used to live there. Yeah. And got ousted. Um, folklore, there are many stories of mythical creatures and characters, including the Bagane, a malevolent malevolent spirit who, according to legend, blew off the roof of St. Trinian's church in a fit of rage. The helpful but unpredictable Fenadri, the Glashton, who may be a hairy goblin or water horse who emerges from his aquatic home. The Modley Doo, a ghostly black dog who once wandered the walls and corridors of Peel Castle and frightened guards. There's heaps of shit going on. There's no shortage of it. It's also said to be home to the Mulya Veggi, or the little folk in the Manx language, though they are sometimes referred to obliquely by locals as themselves. There's a ferry bridge, and it's supposed to be bad luck if you fail... It's said to be bad luck if one fails to wish the fairies good morning or afternoon when passing over it. So when you go over this little bridge, you've got to go, morning fairies. Do you think that's what leaves the motorbike race to be too dangerous because they're going too fast to say, morning fairies. 
Uh, no, Fairy's like, well, I didn't, I didn't hear that properly. Um, the Isle of Man flag is awesome. The three legs. I think it's the best flag. Is it the three legs? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it, Cam? No. Oh, it's the best. Flag. See, it's if three legged thing. Yeah. If put it on a flag, if, okay, if, I can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So if Robert hadn't just walked away from his microphone for five minutes, he would have heard me talking about. No, that. I heard that, and I guess it made it. I made it sound like. I was letting you talk to the end and then I was going to raise the points that I thought of. I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. It's not that I was cleaning up a cat's mess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there is a lot of folktales about the Isle of Man and the little fairies and stuff that live there. It's pretty cool. So I feel like then if a a girl in that world where Mm. people are just... In this mystical world of fairies. Yeah, people are okay. Like, okay, we're cool with saying hi to fairies. Yep. That's part of our day. Yeah. Twice a day. Yeah, twice a day. This mongoose carry-on? Nah. Nah. Step too far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it was the lucky boar that apparently roams the land, yeah, fine. Yeah, Yeah. great. If it was a talking boar, yes, but a talking mongoose, a foreigner no less. Do you think the dad did all, like, tried a whole bunch of voices? He's like, oh, I'm a boar. And he's like, nah, that's never going to work. I'm a mongoose. That's better. Done. Done, yeah. Well... Boys, that's Jeff the Mongoose. That's Wilhelm Reich. Yeah. I feel like I'm related to Wilhelm Reich because we were both unappreciated in our own time. Oh, man. I think you really buried the lead on this podcast. Did you relate to uh, Jeff the Mongoose? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is you a little scamp? Fancy, yeah, I'm a little a scamp. fancy, smart little boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> extra, extra clever. <laughs> Having a slightly schizophrenic break. I don't know. I get that. Yeah. And hiding in walls and pretending to be a mongoose. Yeah, we've done that. We've all done that. Uh, Robo, where can people find us online? Oh, uh, I don't know. Hypotheticalinstitute.com. Sounds good. We're on units.com. Yeah. On Twitter at Hypothopod. I put up some new Alex Jones gear, which we'll be discussing on the news show for Patreon supporters. We're on Facebook. And of course, we are on Patreon. And we're wherever you can find your podcasts. iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify. Jinx. Yes. (laughs) Salty. Tell me about some of your things. Where can we find you? <laughs> Is that because you're just a jinx can? Yeah, you can't talk. You, can't talk. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Saltmarsh on Instagram, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook, Tahara Patreon, Do our Patreon. Got anything to plug before the weekend? I do. If this show will be out by the weekend, should be. Uh, I have an exhibition on at Three Ravens Brewery this weekend, part of their Dark Mass Winter Solstice Celebration. Come on down. You can buy some art prints. You can see a bunch of my artwork. Uh, you can find Cam at Sex and Homer on Twitter. Yep. Uh, gather around me for gather his other podcast. Gather around me for his other podcast. Uh, you can get me at Isle of a Time and isleofatime.com. Yeah. Thanks, Salty. Thanks, Cam. Mm, thank you. Bye. Oh. Don't worry about a thing. contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry 
except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you just...